We met on the gram, became instant BFFs, and we're two girls here to empower women to be self-reliant. Hey, I'm Amy, founder of Alexo Athletica. And I'm Emily, the creator of Stami Tactical. And we are Not, Not Your, Your Average, Average Gun, Gun Girls. Girls. We're calling on our friends, industry insiders, and speaking to people about major moments in their lives. We talk guns, personal safety, share lifestyle tips, and everything in between. So grab your coffee or your vav because you, you can, can sit with, with us. If you are a runner or a walker, which we know that 80% of women choose that form of activity mm -hmm. every single day, this episode is for you. Yes. And I guess men too. Men too, yeah. Men need to stay safe on their runs. Yeah, of course. They do, but they think about it very differently. Yes, they don't think about it like we have. We have to actually make a conscious effort and think about it. I know. Yeah. And, and we'll get into that uh, here in just a minute. But everybody, our guest today, her name is Taryn. Taryn and I met serendipitously. Is that the right word? I think so. Serendipitously yes. on Instagram. Gram. On the gram, uh, which is where most of our amazing guests come from. We, you know, there are some positive things that come out of social media, and meeting <laughs> other amazing women like Taryn is one of the things that I look forward to. I know that you look forward mm -hmm. to with, with what we do on a daily basis. Yeah. And um, so, Taryn, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you so for, much for joining thank us you for today. Joining us. Thank now, this is your me. first time to do a podcast, right? <laughs> it is. I feel like I I coaxed you into it a little bit. <laughs> She's, a little she bit, can do yeah. that. She's good at that. But I'm I'm glad that I did because, you know, we I don't even remember how what was it? How did we start the conversation? You had posted a video talking about carrying for long runs and you were talking like five or six miles that you were doing that day. Um, and having trained for uh, 50K before, you know, I've carried for 15 plus miles. And so I just reached out to confirm that, yes, you could carry for I long I am distances. so glad that you did because I loved connecting with other women that have had, because it went on from there. Like we, we started talking, I was like, well, thank you. Because, you mm -hmm. know, some people were saying, you can't really run with a gun. You don't really run with a gun. And your pants. And I'm like, yes. For those that don't I know, do. 50K is what? How many miles? Yeah, how many miles is of 50K? I was trying to do the math on that. Is that a marathon? 31. Oh, so it's no, it's more than a marathon. marathon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> of course you do. That's, that's when they tell you, um, if you're the one who wants to keep on running, um, you go this way. If you want to run longer than a marathon, you run that way. And I'm like, nope, I'm just going to keep on going. <laughs> I'm really happy with my 26.2 mile sticker on my car. So kudos to you. Have you ever run the actual 50 K you. with your firearm? No, I think the longest was 23 or 24 miles. Wow. Yeah. And, and is that like through a race or just personal, like in, for your own personal, just because you wanted to run that far? Uh, okay. I was training by myself. And when you're out for six yeah. hours running, you would yeah, like to have it. Well, okay. So tell us what got, cause you're running with a gun in your pants. So for most people that now choose to run with a firearm, you've either had something happen to you or you're just a super proactive person. Mm -hmm. Which was it for you? Uh, a series of events over the last decade kind of brought what happened? me to this. Um, well, I've had people drive alongside me and say inappropriate things, vehicles following, um, making circles around neighborhoods. 
Um, but it wasn't until I had an encounter um, with an individual in a vehicle that I, when I had my youngest with me when he was a toddler, because uh, I ended up running with a stroller quite a bit, that I realized I needed to step it up for not just my own safety, but for my, my children. So before that, you didn't carry any form of self-defense tool with you? Uh, I had a Kimber Mace gun for a couple of years. But prior to that, no, I didn't have anything other than a whistle. Okay, so what exactly happened on your run that day that changed your mindset from, okay, a Kimber Pepper Blaster just might not cut it in this situation? Um, I was running at our local park, which has a short running path, less than a mile, but it connects to a county road that you can go down several miles. This is a high traffic area. Lots of people run down it. I had just gotten onto the county road um, with my youngest, who was then about 10 months old. We were a mile into a 10-mile run, and an individual pulls up alongside me and just stares. And unfortunately, as runners, you get used to people staring. Um, but then there's those few that kind of just linger, that makes your, your gut twinge. And he did that. But he continued on his way, and we continued down about half a mile. And then there's a bridge that goes over this county road. It's actually the interstate. And I see the SUV has pulled off to the side, almost underneath the bridge. And there's not really a reason for this individual to be doing that. And that's when I knew I needed to stop. And it really frustrated me that this individual made that decision that then forced me to make a decision about me and my child's safety. And all I had with me was the mace gun. Um, and I ended up turning around. I didn't make it very far, um, maybe a quarter of a mile, and I ran into a fellow runner. And I ended up asking him to run with me because I'm extremely stubborn <laughs> and I wanted to continue down my route. Um, but I wasn't going to take an unnecessary risk. And so I, we joined him, ran past the SUV, of course stared. We went a couple of miles down this county road. And the SUV never passed us, so he never in continued in that intended direction. When we got back, the SUV was gone. So I don't, I don't know what the intentions were, but I didn't yeah. want to find out either. And that's when I realized, you know, a man in an SUV, you know, a mace gun isn't going to stop whatever intentions he had. So that's from there, when was your obvious next choice? Did you immediately think, well, I need something more and it's got to be a gun? Or did you look at other tools in between, you know, mace and a firearm to consider? Well, I'd already been contemplating carrying because of previous experiences when I was by myself. So this experience happening with my child with me, I was already on that borderline of, of having a gun with me. So that's just kind of where I landed. But no, I didn't really try anything. I think that is so, it's so important because it is so hard to articulate to somebody. I mean, while we are big proponents for women carrying the tools that they're, they're safe and that they're comfortable with. Um, cause we know that a firearm might not be for everybody, but I think we tell people, I mean, our journeys were kind of similar in that, you know, we all, I, I wasn't comfortable carrying a gun on my, on my person, on my body, but it wasn't until, you know, I, I was followed by, there were seven men in a van and I was like, I don't have anything with me. And a taser, if I get one of them, there's still six, right? There's still six other guys, a, a, a mace. Okay. I can spray maybe the driver and then like, what? and so it's like this, it's this crazy thought process that you go through. And I, I hated as a woman, even having to think that way, you know, I really hated. And 
as, as a runner and as a woman being like, I have to change my route, my schedule, my time, because when are you going to find six hours in the day to go get your run in? It's probably going to be super, super early in the morning or really, really late at night. And you don't have a whole lot of other options because we're probably not going to go do that on a treadmill. No, you know? you've got to have, you've got to have the the distance. Yeah. And and you got to have like the, the running up and down the hills and, and running on pavement. And I mean, cause I don't, treadmill's fine, but you're not really getting that, right. <laughs> like it's the, it's the endurance. The it's, it's not the same. Um, and so since you started carrying on your body, uh, first off, what's your preferred method of, of carrying on body while you run? Um, I actually wear the Alexo leggings or shorts and that's what I use as the built-in. Oh, awesome. Well, thank um, you. I, yeah. Uh, and I actually tried, it was after that event, I did start searching for ways to carry and there just wasn't, I wasn't stumbling across much. Like there was waistbands and stuff, but none of them is built for running mm-hmm. for six hours. Um, and then it was just a couple of months later, I came across your brand and that's what I've been doing ever since. But even up until that point, there's what times I would just put it in the front pocket of mm-hmm. the stroller because mm-hmm. I wanted it with me. And that was the only way it could, it could be there. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah. So once you started carrying, um, how, how long ago was that? Like how long have you been carrying a firearm? Uh, about two, about years. two years. So did you have any other encounters, uh, besides that one or was that the only really time that anything in it felt unsettling? Um, that was the only one that was extremely unsettling. We had, I have had a more recent one, um, that occurred a few months ago at our local city park, actually in the parking lot of the park near the playgrounds and soccer fields. And an individual, um, committed a sexual crime against me with my youngest, who is now two. Um, and unfortunately he continued his behavior with other victims and currently being prosecuted. But, and I, it's something I wrote to you about when you're carrying, you kind of have this confidence in your abilities. And so carrying, you know, I never felt physically threatened in this situation with this individual. Um, and I was able to remove us safely from it, but knowing some of the stories of other victims, you know, it it didn't go exactly that Hmm. way. I think that's what, that's what carrying, especially when it comes to a firearm, that's what carrying a firearm, firearm does. I mean, yes, you have to be responsible. You have to be trained in, and know how to use your firearm and when you need to use it. But what it does, it, it gives you that confidence that you can go out for your run and know that if something were to happen, you've got a way to fight and defend for your life because in other situations, and we've heard, you know, from all the different women that we've talked to is there, you know, if you've got nothing on you, what are you going to do? Like there is, there is nothing that you can truly do except fight with all your might mm-hmm. against somebody who is bigger and stronger than you with intent that you have no idea, you know, what, what they want to do. Yeah. I just think that's you know, we get that, you know, people come at us about, you know, guns and how guns are bad and, you know, you shouldn't carry guns and things like that. But in the end, you know, these are the types of stories and these are the situations where you realize like, what are you going to do? You Mm -hmm. need to have that. And in order for you to feel comfortable and safe, this is the, this is the, the road that you have to take. And sure, of course, like we don't want to feel forced that like now, because we know that some guy might've been following us or things like that, that now we have to change our route. We need to change the way we think we have to be more prepared and make more mental decisions about our day. But unfortunately that is just the reality Mm -hmm. of the world that we live in. And we have to be willing and open to accept that. We just can't shut it out. Yeah. 
No, it's, it's true. It's just frustrating because when I ask my husband, I'm like, he doesn't always go out right. and run with his gun. He, he doesn't really run with his gun unless like we're doing a whole family run and we're all together. And he's like, well, because Amy, I've never been catcalled. I've never been harassed. I've never been followed. I've never, it's just not something that crosses my mind, which is why I, I think, um, you know, the running community, and I think this is extremely interesting. There's a lot of people in the running community that are very against like promoting carrying self-defense tools. They're fine with telling you to map your route, tell a friend where you're going, call 911, um, you know, have other, have other safety devices on you. But I just find it so interesting What's that they are- What's 911 going to do when, for instance, in your situation, Taryn, you going to call him and say, hey, there's this guy that's creeping me out. I'm running by myself with my child and he's staring at me and he's passed me twice. Yeah. What are they going to do? They're going right. to be like, sorry, he's, he hasn't done anything right. criminal yet. Like there, I can't, I, we can't come out there. And and I think in my case, and you were saying it's a county road. That's kind of where I was too. I'm like, it's in the middle of nowhere. How do you tell them exactly where you are and how they're going to find you like right then? Cause you're on your cell phone. You know I mean? Like there's just things that you would have to kind of think through. And, uh, it's just, it's just crazy that the running community is not a bigger advocate for self-defense training. I mean, I, I don't know if you've read the article that came out from runner's world magazine. They did like a whole 17 page spread a couple of years ago, I think. Um, it was like a safe runner initiative. And the one thing they left out of running safely was carrying a self-defense tool. Do you find that with other runners? Do you, do you tell other people that you carry and what kind of pushback do you get? Um, I do when the subject matter is brought up and I don't get any pushback. A lot of, I run with a lot of ultra runners that are out there for hours. Um, a lot of them carry self-defense tools even if we aren't encountering other humans, there there's wildlife and dogs. Um, so it's not, I don't get much pushback. Um, but going back to, you know, calling the police, you know, something I tell people, like both of those instances I talked about with my child there, I was at most two and a half miles from the local police station. And at the most recent incident at the park, it was eight minutes before an officer arrived. Mm-hmm. A lot can happen in eight minutes. That's a long time. Yeah, that's a mm-hmm. long time. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're, we always say that. We're, they're minutes away when seconds matter. Well, and, you, when you go running, right. I know that you, you were talking about running by yourself, but when you go running, are you running, do you oftentimes also run with like a group of other runners or is it typically I, solo? I try to do uh, those super long runs with other people because that makes it feel less horrible. Um, but most of my runs are solo. Yeah. Well, and you know, I, I, even though we carry with firearms, it's not like I think about it the whole time. Like my whole purpose of going out and running is because I love it and I'm doing something that I enjoy and it's such a joy filled activity. And I know don't roll your eyes at me when I say that (laughs) because you might not feel the same way about running, but, but I love it. I mean, that's probably the same way for you too. I mean, you're going out there because you want to almost turn your brain off in a sense, um, to at least I do. I'm like, yes, I like to think and that's where I get creative and all this kind of stuff. But it's like, I don't feel like it's daunting or scary to go out and run by myself. The, the firearm actually like lessens a lot of that noise and it reduces a lot of that. And so, you know, I think like to get back to the joy of running, just be a little bit more prepared. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I'm curious, like, I know that we had just talked about, you said that the other runners are open to carrying self-defense tools. 
do you guys disclose that? I'm, I'm just like, cause I feel like thinking about just being in a group of people and do you guys have any kind of like prep conversations? Like we're all going on a run. Like we know we're going to go this route. Like my goal is X, Y, Z. What if something happens? Like just those types of conversations to kind of set up, I guess the, your brain for <laughs> intentions for the run. For the run. <laughs> um, Yes and no. Uh, but usually, I mean, these are groups of anywhere from five to 15 people. Okay. So uh, safety is not, you know, safety in numbers. So sure, we're not real worried about it. Um, but in all our conversations, people talk about certain routes and there's known dogs or areas that people aren't comfortable being in. And it's recommended by everybody to have something with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do they recommend for dogs? I mean, I know this sounds crazy, but there are some like big old dogs on the well, runs and people don't always keep them on leashes. I assume if you guys, you guys are running out in the country, there's things that are also just not normal dogs, like domestic animals. <laughs> that <is running laughs> <into> other things. <laughs> um, yeah, I, actually I started uh, getting into long distance running when we lived in Southern Arizona, um, where I encountered like javelina and coyotes. I just, I don't, and rattlesnakes. Yep. And I never really thought about it because with, animals, you kind of expect that behavior. Um, so it's a, it's a lot more jarring situation when it's humans. Um, but I mean, I know of runners that have encountered mountain lions and bears and, um, many of them I do know have something on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of them don't. Yeah. What, what is it? Are they using bear spray? I mean, what is the best deterrent in your mind for a bear or a mountain lion? If I was on a route where I knew there was a chance of encountering a bear or a mountain lion, I would have no less than a firearm yeah. with me. <laughs> I, I, I say the same thing too, but you know, but then I also think about like people up in California that are, especially in Los Angeles, hiking is really big. There's an awesome hike up there that I love to go on with my sister. I'm like, you can't have a gun. Yeah, Technically, what are you do about not supposed mountains? to have, not supposed to have a gun on your run. Like, what are you going to do? Stick? Right. I mean, like, you're just going to piss the bear off if you right <laughs> poke don't poke the bear i mean that is a saying for a reason you know <laughs> and and i do see people running with bear spray and i've, I've heard like people actually and those are big old cans yeah. too we're not talking about just like a normal mace pepper you know pepper spray or something like that these are like big old cans and and i've heard that they deter them but yeah i mean if i was going to potentially encounter that i would want to make sure that i have the best fighting chance <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I would have confidence. I guess I've never seen bear spray in action to know. But yeah, I would be like, I would want my gun. Yeah, I think I would want my gun too. I mean, yeah, for sure. So how do you talk to your kids about it? How old are your kids now? Uh, Nine, six, and almost three. And how do you talk to them about this? And do you tell them that you carry a firearm? Do they ever ask questions? Uh, They are aware. Um, I mean, I grew up around it, um, and they've grown up around it. Um, I even told them what happened with the incident at the park. Unfortunately, I feel like in today's world, you know, I want my children to be aware and not kind of just be roaming around blind thinking that nothing's ever going to happen around them. Um, But they are aware. Um, I don't, I actually don't carry when I'm not running um, because I am picking up little children um, and they like to go through my bags so if it's not on me, it is secured away. Oh, that's really interesting. So you mostly carry when you're running. 
Right. Okay. That's, that's really interesting. Yeah. I feel like with all the, all the moms that we've talked to and we always ask those questions of the moms, cause it's, it's something that our audience always is interested in learning about mm -hmm. is I think that's, hold on. I lost my, I didn't lose my train of thought. I wanted to say two things. I think that's what, um, the moms are always, they think there's one way, but what you learn is every, every mom is doing things for their lifestyle, the best to suit what it is that they're doing mm -hmm. in their daily life. And I think that's, that's okay. And I think that's what more women and more moms need to understand is you don't have to do it this one way because one mom is doing it that way. You've got to do it. You've got to carry and make it work for however fits your lifestyle with your family and your kids. Mm -hmm. Well, Taryn, what do you hope to get out of this whole experience? I mean, this, this happened to you. So what do you hope to do and to share with other women through this experience? Uh, public awareness. Um, I actually didn't start talking about the encounters I've had until the recent one at the park, because that was kind of it happening in a park around other people and playgrounds. I mean, it just kind of brought it all to light. And I realized, you know, I, I need to make people aware, you know, situational awareness, um, that these things aren't happening down back alleys or on trails in the mountains, you know, that they're happening in, in your neighborhoods on the playgrounds your children are at. Um, so I'm just hoping that people realize that. Mm -hmm. um, and how are you and, getting, and you don't, I was going to say, you don't have to carry a firearm to practice, you know, safety right. for you and your family. It can be a variety of things, but you just got to be doing something. Yeah. How are you uh, currently getting that message out to people? Um, talking to them through my running, um, occasionally posting on social media. Um, tomorrow, I'm actually talking with my uh, county rep about what we can possibly be doing in the situation that occurred to me. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that we can kind of get the information out there. Amazing. Mm -hmm. It's taking us a potentially bad situation and using that for good. And I really commend you on that. And I think that that is so important for, for really anybody through any, any traumatic or potentially traumatic experience that we go through to figure out a way, like how to use this for good to help other people is, is so important. And I just think it's awesome that you are to the point where you're wanting to share your story yeah. with other people, because this, you're not alone in this, exactly. this is happening way too much. It, it's happening in our city. I mean, uh, we're, we get reports constantly. There's a great lake that I love to run around in Dallas when I'm in this area. And I feel like I can't go a month or a week without hearing mm -hmm. something happen to another woman runner down at this lake. Now I know what you're probably thinking. Why do you keep going down there and running at that lake? And because it's beautiful. It's right. one of the most beautiful scenic places in Dallas. And you know, when you got to get six to nine miles in, I don't want to look at the same scenery over and over again. I want something that takes my mind off of it. And this is a great place to do it. But there is a section of the lake that, you know, you really need to be aware of. And now that doesn't mean, I mean, thousands of people run at this place all the time. It's not happening to every single person, but you can just do things to lessen your chance mm -hmm. of it happening to you. And then you don't really, I don't want to give up having to go to my favorite places to run. No, and we shouldn't have to. And I think that's why it's important to continue to share the stories and make people aware of what's happening. Because it's like what you said, Taryn, it's making people aware that these things are happening in parks. And what I, what we would say is people always say, oh, but I live in a safe neighborhood. And mm -hmm. it's like, sure, safe is relative, but these things are 
happening not just in dark alleyways. They right. are happening in broad daylight. They are happening out at the park where mm-hmm. children are playing, where you grocery shop. So it's getting that message out and, and making sure that women know it, but also are open to have a conversation. Sure. And I think the more people that they, the more women that they see talking about it, they're going to be more willing to, you know, reach out to you, Taryn. You know, they reach Mm -hmm. out to us saying, Hey, you know, I heard about this. Thank you for sharing because that's what we need. We need more women. We need more women to be aware and we need to make these conversations about personal safety and whether that be carrying mace or carrying a gun or just plain, you know, getting your head out of your phones to be part of our everyday conversations. Yeah. And I'm going to geek out just for a second, just because I love running gear, but all right, you, you're getting up, you're going, you're getting dressed to go out on your run. What gear are you wearing? Like what, what's your favorite pair of shoes? Like what are your go-to things that you have to have when you are going out on a long run? Um, like transition to zero drop last year. So I wear, um, ultras and, um, on a long runs, I do wear the Alexa leggings, um, and depending on whether tank top or, t- and I'm probably one of the rare people, but I love running in a cotton t-shirt. Um, <laughs> and I think it's just, it prevents rubbing of your running vest. Yeah. Um, but if it's too hot, then a tank top and then a running vest. Like, like a camelback. Um, you mean like for yes. like your water and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. which one do you like? I don't know. It's a Nathan's. Um, I've had it for a few years now and I keep stitching it back together because I don't want to try to find another one that works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the good old trusty water pack. Yeah, now, what about headphones and, and earbuds? Do you run with any of that stuff in your ears? I do. Um, I have the Aftershocks headphones. Um, so they're outside of my ear. So I can still hear vehicles coming up beside me. I can hear my kid in the stroller in front of me. Um, so that I'm at least because I use music to run to. Mm-hmm. So I need that tempo in my head. Yeah. But yeah. it's not enough to deter me from what's going on around me. Sure. What's on your running playlist? playlist. Oh, I knew that. I don't have a good answer. I actually just pick like the top uh, 100 songs that are going on because they usually are more pop or um, hip hop that have that faster beat to them. Yeah. You don't do like the progression, like a a, where like builds a progression run. Mm. Yeah. Then like I really need that one song when I hit my last mile to just really (laughs) get me over the (laughs) to really get me over that edge. Uh, What are you training for right now, and when is the race? Um, just doing half marathons this year because of the just. wonderful, <laughs> you, you runners just doing a half marathon. Uh, the wonderful life of the military is kind of has our family separated for the moment. So long runs are hard to come across, but, uh, I have a half marathon coming up in October. Well, the great thing about it though, is once you're in half marathon shape, you're not really, I mean, unless you're like, want to get your time down and stuff like that, like you're in shape. You got it. You, you, you yep. can go out and run a half marathon like every month if you want to. Oh so, you know, <laughs> we're going to get we're going to get her. I got you to run a couple of miles with me in my last. Uh, I did the Dallas White Rock Marathon last December. And where did okay. I have you meet me at? Like mile eight, eight, eight or yeah, eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, all right, here so I'm going to need a buddy. <laughs> here's like a here's the question, Darren. Somebody who's not a runner, if they were interested in getting it into running, what would be some tips you'd give them to get started? Some good uh, ways to just start d- getting into the endurance factor and walking. building that up. Absolutely walking. It is extremely underrated. Um, even when I was training for a 50K last year and there were moments I couldn't be running, I was walking because it mm-hmm. does build your endurance. It maintains it. Um, so just getting out and walking can help. Interesting. Jump get into that. that. 
I can walk. You, you can walk. walk. I'll walk. You're a professional you walker. I'm a professional yeah. walker. <laughs> I'll walk right by you. I always say uh, shoes. I mean, like, there's nothing like a good pair of shoes can that, that. could get you excited in a really cute workout outfit to get you motivated to get out there and just go do it. But going and finding a really comfortable, great pair of shoes that will help you. Um, and I wear different shoes just depending on like the terrain and stuff. But I think like getting that like first, oomph, you know, go find you some cute shoes. And, I mean, you can get into the, the cute gear. The sh- cute gear, of course. Yes. Yeah, so I don't like- know if cute gear is going to be enough to get me out to a marathon. But- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe not a marathon, but like we could start with like a 5k sure. and, and do that. Sure, so maybe. Yes. Well, Taryn, we are very excited to help you get the message out there. We, like you, want to help as many women stay Mm -hmm. safe um, in every walk of life, but especially when running and walking outside, because we want you to stay physically fit and continue to maintain all those, uh, just hit your goals that you want to hit. And so we know that this is one part of that. And we really thank you for getting the courage to share this and for what you're doing with city council. People underestimate the importance of policies that are in place that cause this to happen or can help stop it. And one of the biggest policy changes is letting your uh, city council know that you want to carry a firearm. Mm -hmm. If you are in a place where you are not allowed to, people don't understand your voice matters, your vote matters. And if you're in a place that is restricting you as a lawful citizen from owning a firearm, it ain't doing anything to stop the criminals down the road from having a firearm, but it is stopping you. You got to talk to, you got to, you got to get involved and you got to speak up and start saying something about it. So second amendment matters. Yeah, it does matter. So thank you so much for sharing your story. We can't wait to get it out there as well. And we hope you have a wonderful day and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Not Your Average Gun Girl Show and its related companies, Alexa Athletica LLC and Stami Tactical LLC, shares information that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. A reminder that laws vary for each state, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand applicable laws. Any items, services, products, and advice mentioned during the Not Your Average Gun Girl Show should be used at your own discretion in accordance with your local and state laws, and you should follow applicable manufacturer's instructions. Not Your Average Gun Girls, Alexa Athletica LLC, and Stami Tactical LLC cannot be held liable for your actions based on the information shared.